You're listening to Monkey Tales, a Hope Punk Anthology podcast. Welcome. Today's episode is Extra Natural Creature Solutions, written by Maddie Searle, featuring Neris Howell and Caroline Minx. I'm Viola, from Extranatural Creature Solutions. Nice to meet you. Great to meet you, too. I'm Maddie, as I'm sure you've guessed. <laughs> you are literally a lifesaver. Do you want to come in, have a coffee, or tea? Or, oh, wait, I don't have any tea. But I do have at least three different types of coffee. Um, yeah, sure, uh, plain old coffee works for me. Of course, of course, come in. Grab a seat anywhere, and I'll get the coffee on the go. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, I guess if it's okay with you, we should talk about your problem and how I can help. Oh, yes, yes, of course, totally. Um, well, I, I, I suppose you already know that we've had some potential manticore issues. Uh, yeah, you said in your email that it was knocking over the bins. Yeah, that's how it started. One day, I opened the front door, and it was absolute carnage. Banana skins, broken bottles, plastic packaging, just everywhere. I thought it was foxes or something, but then Mrs. McKenzie, who lives on the third floor, she said she saw a big, scary-looking thing rummaging through the rubbish during the night. I generally take anything she says with a pinch of salt. She loves the drama. Here you go. Thank you. But then, Lindsay's dog Sparkle went missing. Lindsay is just across the hall from me, you see. And her dog is the cutest thing. Was the cutest thing, sorry. I think she was a cavoodle. Anyway, sometime last week, Lindsay said she couldn't find Sparkle, was looking everywhere, out of her mind with worry. And then she found Sparkle's remains in the back garden. It sounded horrible, really, really horrible. Poor little puppy. I'm sorry to have to ask this, but do you know anything specific about the condition that Sparkle was found in. I mean, you should probably talk to Lindsay about it. She didn't really want to talk much when I saw her. Poor Lindsay, she was pretty inconsolable, but that was when we decided to club together and hire you to see if you can figure out how to deal with this. Ethically, if you know what I mean. Well, I hope I can help. I've dealt with a couple of manticles in the past and I've done plenty of research, so it should be relatively plain sailing from here. Sounds good to me. Would you mind showing me the back garden, just uh, so I can get started on my investigation? Of course. No problem at all. It's just this way. So, what do you know about manticores? I've read up a lot on extranatural creatures, but so much of it is hearsay and rumors, especially online. So, I don't really know what to believe, honestly. Well, there are lots of conflicting reports going back centuries, but the basics are generally pretty similar. First of all, its name means 
man-eater. So that gives you an idea of what we're dealing with. It has a human's head, a lion's body, and a tail completely covered in venomous spines. So that's the main thing you need to keep an eye out for. The tail can actually shoot out the spines like arrows. So you really need to have good armor or the ability to dodge at the drop of a hat, or both. That's the ideal. Holy shit, manticores mean business. Anyway, um, here's the garden. It's not much, but it's at least somewhere to have a barbecue once in a blue moon. Cool. I'll start having a look around. Nice. So, uh, what kind of things are you looking out for? Well, first of all, I'll need to do some tracking. Find out where the manticore's been, what it's been doing, and where it's gone. Sometimes they leave footprints and sometimes broken twigs or damaged plants can give you an idea of where they've gone. Wow. Interesting. So, wait a second. There's a, a tuft of hair caught on this twig over here. Is this the kind of thing you're looking for? Yeah, actually. Well spotted. Thanks. Um, and after you're done with the investigation phase, what else do you need to do? Well, later on, I'll also need to have a talk with Lindsay and find out a bit more about what happened to Sparkle. You see, manticores eat their victims whole and don't leave any bones behind. So, if there were bones, that means we might have a different creature to contend with. Right, right. Wait a sec, um, you were talking about damaged plants a second ago, right? Uh, yeah, if you found something. These begonias are completely flattened. And the fence here has been damaged. Do, do you think the manticore or whatever it is went this way? Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. I should be able to start tracking this creature now. Oh man, this is getting very real very quick. So, when you actually find it, what are you going to do? First off, I'll see if I can encourage it to leave the area and head somewhere more remote, somewhere closer to its natural habitat, or if I need to sedate it and bring it to my friends at the shelter. That part can be really dangerous. And I must be clear, if my life is in danger, I will have to defend myself. I'm very capable, but taking the manticle's life is the absolute last resort. Wow. That's a lot. But... Yes, of course, you need to defend yourself. Yeah, it's something you just have to be at peace with, I guess. But anyway, I should let you get back to whatever you need to do, and uh, I should get over the fence to see. Actually, before I leave you to it, uh, I wanted to ask you, how did you get into this monster hunting type of gig? It's not exactly a common career path. <laughs> yeah, it really isn't. Sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions. It's alright. I suppose I was just always fascinated by extranatural creatures. I was told bedtime stories about them like pretty much every kid, but I always wondered about their point of view. Were they really terrible monsters or were they just defending themselves, trying to survive? And it goes without saying that the government's position on extranatural creatures is pretty harsh. Oh yeah, totally. Exterminate, contain, eradicate, out of sight, out of mind, all that morally dubious jazz. Exactly. So, when I found out that there were people out there who actually worked with them instead of against them, I knew that's what I wanted to do with my life. Well, 
I wish I had that kind of sense of purpose, to be honest. Sometimes I wish I didn't. I wish I could just do a boring, normal job and be safe and dull and get a regular salary, but then I remember why I do this job and I know I couldn't do anything else. Of course. I mean, not having regular income must be difficult, right? Yeah, it can be. I've tried every way to earn money you can think of. I've tried crowdfunding, I've tried monthly donations, I've tried raising and lowering my fees, but ultimately, if someone is in danger and they don't have the money to spare, I'm still going to help them, even if that means I don't get paid. I really respect that, you know? Not everyone would do that. Thank you. That's really... Thank you. People aren't always very understanding about my job. God, yeah, I I can imagine. I've heard how harsh people can be about it. How do you handle it? (laughs) Wow, (laughs) I didn't expect a client consultation to get so deep. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I I don't mean to, like, interrogate you or anything. No, don't worry about it. Actually, it's really nice to talk to someone about this stuff. I don't get that very often. It can be kind of isolating, I guess. Especially when phrases like monster-loving freak get batted about. God, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to make this conversation so depressing. Not at all. I mean, you're helping me out, so I'm glad to help you, you know? Even if it's just by listening. Funnily enough, I'm normally not that... Great at listening. My mouth can go a thousand miles an hour. (laughs) I never would have guessed. (laughs) Anyway, I'm actually really interested in how you got your business started, how you got your training, all that kind of thing. Really? I mean, I'm happy to talk about it, but you're a lot more curious than most of my clients. Why are you so interested? Um, actually, I... I feel like I've been in a bit of a rut recently. It may seem at first like I have bags of energy, but most of the time I just think, what's the point? My job at the cinema is so boring, it hurts, and I don't feel like I'm contributing anything, making anything better. And what you said about the bedtime stories, that's exactly how I felt as a kid. I thought, There has to be more to it than that. So I want to learn. And I don't think I really knew that, like knew, knew, until you got here. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow. Sorry, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a bit, but it's okay. I'm not much of a role model, it must be said. But if you want to know anything, I can answer questions, give you links to resources, put you in contact with people, that kind of stuff. If you like me to. And if you want, you could, like, keep shadowing me a bit and I can teach you a bit more about tracking. Oh my god, really? Are you sure? Yeah, for sure. The only way to learn is by doing, right? And if you're going to jack it all in and start a whole new career, you'd better be sure it's the right decision, I think. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're very welcome. But I do want you to keep in mind... This is a dangerous job, and I don't want you putting yourself in a position where you could get hurt. 
When it comes to actually dealing with the manticore itself, I have to go it alone, okay? But I... Okay. I promise I'll be careful. Good. Now, is there anything else you'd like to ask me before we get tracking? Just one thing. Can I get a hug? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? You really are quite cheesy, you know that. I have been told that in the past, yes. But seriously, thank you. Thank you. I feel like we could work well together. Maybe, no promises. But let's give this a shot. For sure. (laughs) This is so bloody exciting. Let's do this. Ow. Oh, wow. (laughs) What have I let myself in for? Today's episode was by Maddie Searle, creator of another piece of fine audio fiction, The Prick Willow Papers. It was directed by Tal Manier and featured Neris Howell and Caroline Minx. Audio production was by Claudia Elvidge. Monkey Tales cover art is by Cora May. Our theme song is Follow the Muse by Deborah Linden. You can find more information on our website, monkeymanproductions.com, or on Twitter under Monkey Man Productions or Monkey Tales. Our Patreon backers make the show possible. Join them in support of independent audio fiction at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Thank you for joining us again. We'll have another story from another new writer a month from now. Be good to one another, and keep hope alive. <laughs>